Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest Chili Cook-Off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The following program is furnished by Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. It's for basic entertainment and informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not necessarily reflect the views of Cumulus Media, its management, or its staff. AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Waterfire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and happy Thursday. And boy, does it finally feel like summer. I am so excited uh, about this weather because it's been rather dismal. Um, but at least, you know what, I know that for the PVD Fest last weekend, which was happening right in downtown Providence, they escaped some storms and they had a wonderful event. So uh, congratulations to them. And as usual, uh, we have an incredible amount of things happening this upcoming weekend, uh, including a water fire and a very, very special water fire. Um, and if you are Portuguese, then you better come out and you better be at this water fire because it is being sponsored by the Rhode Island Day of Portugal as well as from Rhode Island College. Um, and I'm not going to even be able to pronounce it properly, so I'm going to introduce you to my two guests who will help me pronounce what that's the Lucifone Society um, at Rhode Island College, which helps to... Uh, to inform and educate, uh, and it's a wonderful study program here in Rhode Island, all about Portugal. Um, but I've got wonderful guests here, and I've actually been talking for the last half an hour to one of them. I was like, boy, we're not going to have anything to talk about once we get on the air. But I've got my great friend Marie Fraley, who I've worked with year after year um, with the Day of Portugal and their celebration, which happens in the Alex Anani Center. She is also at Rhode Island College. And what's the name of the program again, Marie? Good afternoon, Bronwyn, and Hello. thank you for having us. Um, it's the Institute for Portuguese and Lusophone World Studies at Rhode Island College. Okay, Lusophone. So just explain what does Lusophone mean? Well, Lusophone very simply means Portuguese speaking. Oh, okay. So where Francophone would mean French speaking, Anglophone would mean, mean English speaking. So I just asked a really stupid question. Didn't no, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't because we get asked that all the time. Well, I'm so glad that you're here, and I know that we've got a lot to talk about, um, you know, about the history of uh, the Rhode Island Day of Portugal, and I'm so excited as well because I remember you coming in and visiting me. It was at the end of last year because this year is a landmark. It's a milestone celebration. It's the 40th anniversary of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal, and I have the president of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal, Lionel Texera, here with me. Hello, Lionel. I'm so glad to have you here, and thank you for all of the hard work. I know that, that you know pulling this together, and especially, again, such a milestone year, has been uh, a lot of work on your behalf and on your entire team's behalf. But let's start with what is the Day of Portugal? Can, we, can you get a little bit of history well, the here? The Day of Portugal is a celebration all over the world. Uh, what is Portuguese communities? We celebrate the Day of Portugal. Uh, of course, uh, in better, different ways. 
And I saw really deep that um, I used to say, and it's true, that the Portuguese communities around the world, they celebrate more intense the day of Portugal than the one that live in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Because it, uh, the day of Portugal in Portugal is a holiday. The people enjoy it for beach, of course, because over there yeah. it's like summer, not tea. <laughs> it's, it's not cold, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned that it looks like the summer arrived, in Portugal a long time the summer arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's more intense in the, the Portuguese communities, the, the celebration usually there. Yeah, well, yeah, I was asking um, Noreen, so th this is the 40th year, um, what, and it isn't, can you give me a, again the history of the actual day of Portugal? I was looking on your website, and it was saying something about, you know, um, what, what is the name? Camões. Luis. Camões. Yes. Yeah. So, can you explain what that really is? Um, yes, Camões is our great poet. Mm -hmm. that he uh, was also, in terms of, was an immigrant because he lives in Portugal and for 17 years he lived in uh, India and Macau. Mm -hmm. And what he did, he put in his literature uh, the greatest things that Portugal, because Portugal, the first empire, global empire, as a matter of fact, it was also the last global empire when the 1999 they returned Macau to China. So it was both the, the first and the last one. So he describes what the, the, the great of Portugal that they did, integrating with the people, and of course, uh, uh, global means trading, was the first the trade between Europe and Far East and, uh, India because of the spices. Mm -hmm. And after that, the other ones followed the, the other countries. Is the Day of Portugal, is the celebration of the, the because the name, the full name is Day of Portugal, Camões and the Portuguese community. This is the full name of their Portugal. Oh, all right, I see yeah. now. And, and, you know, Marie, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, that this is a celebration, again, that is happening in cities everywhere, not necessarily all on the same day. But, you know, here in Rhode Island, we know it's this weekend. It's the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. It's Friday through Sunday. But you were saying in Massachusetts and, and California, there are large mm -hmm. celebrations as well. Um, for our listeners out there, and this is a this is a really neat fact I thought that you um, brought out. How what what is the population, uh, the Portuguese population here in Rhode Island? In Rhode Island, it's about ten percent. Uh, if you look at the um, most recent uh, census data, about ten percent of Rhode Islanders claim Portuguese ancestry mm -hmm. um, on their census reporting. Um, so out of about a million Rhode Islanders, you've got about a hundred thousand, you know, people who are of Portuguese ancestry. Mm -hmm. Some, um, like myself, who's the granddaughter of immigrants from the early 1900s, to people who came mid-century after the um, volcano in uh, the on the island of Fayel and the Azores erupted, there was um, a refugee relief act that opened up immigration. When was that? It's, it was about it's 1950s. 1950s, yeah. Yeah, oh the wow. 1950s. Yeah. And it was devastating, you know, and you think about a volcano on a small island. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was devastating for the people there. Um, and it's not just a one-day eruption. It went on spewing ash for about 18 months and or so. Houses, yeah. So at the time, um, Senator John O. Pastore of Rhode Island mm -hmm. and Senator John F. Kennedy of mm -hmm. Massachusetts, because of the very large Portuguese communities in both Massachusetts and Rhode Island, um, 
proposed a bill that was the Azorian Relief Act mm-hmm. to allow people to come and be with their families here. Because if, if you remember, before that, immigration had closed up mm-hmm. um, yes, pretty much through the 30s and the 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this opened up immigration not only for the Portuguese, but other ethnicities as well because it loosened the quotas. Yeah. So this is a whole second wave of immigration that came in the middle of the century, and many of those people have really worked on maintaining the culture, the heritage, and the language. And I believe, if if Leonel agrees with me, that's one of the reasons that the the expression of Portuguese culture is so robust uh, in in this state, as opposed to myself being the the grandchild of immigrants who came over on a boat in the early Mm -hmm. 1900s. And for them, it was all about assimilating, becoming American, not speaking Portuguese, speaking English, so that you could be an American. These days, you can have the best of both worlds, and Mm -hmm. you can be American and proud Portuguese ancestry at the same time. And celebrate your culture. I mean, because I think we talked about this before. um, We're trying to educate people about Portuguese culture, but also um, get the younger generation that are are here to really, you know, dig into their roots and, and find that pride. And there's so many beautiful things associated with the Portuguese culture, from the music to the food um, and to the folkloric performances. Mm. Um, you know, where are you from originally? I'm from Mother Island. All right. From another island. Another people was the first island that was when Portugal trying to discover the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madeira was the first one. Madeira, Porto Santo, and Madeira. Yeah. And how long have you been involved as the president of this Rhode Island Day? Uh, the, involved as the president is the first time. But before uh, I was vice council, I was not involved directly in the, the committee. But of course, as my functions, I was involved in the Portugal. Uh, yes. So, if there's anything that you are looking forward to, because um, we're going to we'll start talking about a lot of the things that are going to be happening between Friday and Sunday. Is there something that's really s- that stands out that you're there? Especially well, it stands for? out, and is unique in the, the celebrations in the world of the Day of Portugal is the Fire Association mm-hmm. of Fire. You know, this day gives us really. And wonderful visibility, and because there are a lot of people, and we want to show them, or show the other communities, our culture, what you do, the food, uh, the folklore, the fado, because of a national uh, uh, song, uh, and at the same time to understand the other culture, because it's big, it's very, very important to understand and involve, and uh, and also for the younger generations. Mm. And when they try to discover, they are really interesting to, to know what the culture, because my parents, my grandparents, the this and so on, and they go back yeah. to see where is the houses, where is the more information. Yes, they do. Well they do, yeah. Yeah, because I know that there's going to be, um, and we'll get into a little bit more detail about it, but on Washington Street, um, there's going to be all sorts of tents that are going to have information about well, again, we'll talk about Rhode Island College and the incredible program that they have there. One out of, what, is the, what did you tell me, um, Marie? There's Brown University has? Um, uh, has a full program, has a major and uh, master's and doctoral program in Portuguese studies and Brazilian studies. Mm-hmm. But Rhode Island, other than Brown, Rhode Island College is the only other college in the state that has a bachelor's program in Portuguese studies. 
Which I think that's phenomenal. I mean, and you said that the people that the and students are actually going from one place to another, so they're actually being able to take. Um, and I'm not sabbatical is not the word that I'm looking study for. Abroad. Study abroad. Study abroad. Study abroad opportunities. Yes. There I think I want a sabbatical. I think that's why that just came out. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'll fill in. Still the argument about the Portuguese language. The Portuguese is um, is uh, spoken in eight countries in the world. Okay. Is the fifth most spoken language in the world and is the third European language most spoken, and is the fast and sauce atmosphere. Wow. You know, I want to get more into that when we come back. We have to take a quick break. Um, mm -hmm. And when we come back, there's so much more that we need to know about Portugal, about the day of Portugal. And there's so much, again, rich history and music that we're going to talk about. And uh, I want to talk about the food. I love Portuguese food, and I want to know what, what we're going to find there. Um, but everybody, you've been listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. This is Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. We are getting geared up and very, very geared up for Saturday's full lighting, um, all about Portugal. And it's just going to be a great weekend altogether. And again, remember... When we come back, we're talking about Friday night. Saturday is the water fire with the Day of Portugal. But Sunday, there's even more Day of Portugal events. So we will be back in a moment. Yes, and hello, 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 and we are jiving and shaking and dancing to some great Portuguese music right here uh, on Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, where we've been talking about this whole huge celebration this weekend of the Day of Portugal, which is going to include a water fire and musical performances, and that wonderful gentleman who you just heard, whose name I'm probably not going to pronounce right, because I've already been corrected by Marie once, but it's Chico Avila, and he's going to be the headliner... Correct. Did I do all right? Correct, yes. All right, I got, I got the okay and the thumbs up. He sounds fun. He's the headliner on Saturday? Yeah. So yeah. he'll be headlining at the Alex Anani Skating Center on Saturday. But let's try to, all right, let's back up a little bit and let people know, one, what's starting on Friday um, to kind of kick off this whole weekend. And then we'll go into Saturday and timing and where everything is, because Saturday really is very, very large. And then Sunday on top of it. But all right, who's who's talking to me first about uh, the State House and Friday? No, just a little bit Friday. Friday we start uh, have uh, flag raising first in um, in uh, Pataket, uh, followed by Providence. Nice. And the six o'clock on the State House, the opening ceremonies of the Apollo. Mm -hmm. From there we have the military speaking program, and uh, we we'll celebrate. Uh, the, after that is the reception. It is the opening ceremonies in State House on Friday. And this is open to the public. It's open to the public. Yeah. Which is great. So, what 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 are some of the things that are happening during that six to nine um, period of time at the b between the flag raising at the state house? Um, there was a calendar, I think, that I heard that. Um, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Out? The calendar. Uh huh. Um, yes. Um, at the state house, this is sort of the official kickoff, and this is coordinated by Senator Dan Dupont mm -hmm. of East Providence. And uh, this is basically, it's a more sedate uh, kind of um, event. Um, there are speakers. There will be um, Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea will be uh, bringing greetings from the state. Yeah. Um, and it's usually, you know, congratulating the Portuguese community on the Day of Portugal. 
Um, and with, there's also, I think it's Dr. Rui Betancourt, who is Secretary of External Affairs from the government of Azores, mm -hmm. will also be there and also be speaking. Um, our Grand Marshal will be there, mm -hmm. the Honorable Joseph M. Lima, who, and I love symmetry, who happened to be the first president of Day of Portugal. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, that's and, phenomenal. And he's going to be our Grand Marshal mm -hmm. for the parade, and mm -hmm. so we will be sashing him okay. at uh, the ceremonies. Uh, at the ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And um, in addition to that, um, the Institute for Portuguese and Lusophone World Studies at Rhode Island College has for 14 years sponsored an art contest for children who study Portuguese, whether it's in the community schools, middle schools, public schools, high schools, private schools, charter schools, um, uh, around themes about the Portuguese-speaking world. Yeah. And this year we received 360 entries. Wow. And the 13 winners... Um, are featured in the calendar, one for each month of the year, mm -hmm. and the best on the cover. So they will be receiving their awards at this ceremony yes. as well. And it's a bilingual calendar. Mm -hmm. Everything is in Portuguese and English. Yeah. It not only includes the U.S. holidays, but it includes the holidays from around the Lusophone world, mm -hmm. the Portuguese-speaking world, yeah. Which, by the way, includes several countries besides Portugal. Yep, that's what that's what the land was just saying. Yes, but besides Portugal, Brazil, of course, mm -hmm. which is a large number of Portuguese mm -hmm. speakers, but also um, Lusophone Africa includes uh, Cabo Verde and uh, Guinea-Bissau and Angola and Mozambique and two little islands called Santo Tome Principe. Mm -hmm. And then if you move over to Asia. Um, East, mm -hmm. East Timor, Timor known as Timor-Leste, mm -hmm. and, of course, the special region of Macau are the um, countries in which Portuguese is an official language. See, that, that, was just, that was stunning when you were saying that before we went to break because I had no idea <laughs> about that. With regards to this calendar, mm -hmm. will people be able to buy it um, over the weekend, or how can people get their hands on it? I mean, it sounds like if you've got all these wonderful artists that are contributing that are you know, and their children that are studying Portuguese, yes. that we would want, I would want to get my hands on one. Well, you're going to have to contact me at the Institute because right now they will be displayed. Their art will be displayed. Mm-hmm. Um, at the State House on, um, on Friday evening. Um, so they will be scanned and processed, and the calendar will be designed for 2018. Okay. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the year, it will all be put together, and if they contact me at the Institute at Rhode Island College, mm -hmm. um, and we'll give you a number later if you want to, um, yeah, you, c you can get a calendar for phenomenal nominal cost, maybe $5 or so. You know, and as you were just speaking, I'm, I was thinking back, and maybe it's from when I was in middle school, but I don't ever remember being offered the opportunity to learn about the Portuguese culture. It was Italian, mm -hmm. French, French, Spanish, Spanish. right, and mm -hmm. then Latin. And I, and I and Latin was more than just the language aspect mm -hmm. of it, but I don't, I don't remember seeing that a lot. Are you finding that the... You know, because there's 10% of the population or 100,000 people here in Rhode Island, that that's um, something that's becoming more prevalent uh, in our school systems? 
And also, well, they are learning Portuguese before, they will avoid it, but now they are interested in learning Portuguese, yes, it is. Yes, and the, the thing is, I think, these days, is there is more openness to bilingual education. It always comes down to how are the municipalities going to fund it? How are they going to get it into their budgets? So uh, in Rhode Island, there are four schools that are after-school programs that are um, sponsored by the local clubs. So, for example, Club Juventud Lusitana in Cumberland, or the Portuguese Social Club in Pawtucket, or the Cranston uh, Portuguese Club, mm-hmm. uh, and the other is in East Providence, the Portuguese Learning Center in East Providence. Mm-hmm. Children come after school or on Saturdays. Yeah. But besides the International Charter School, which has a Portuguese-English track as well as a Spanish-English track, um, that's all you can get at the elementary level. Mm-hmm. East Providence does have Portuguese in its two middle schools and its, and its high schools. Yeah. But it's mostly where you have a high Portuguese population where mm-hmm. the parents want to see it and will basically fight for it. So you have it in Cumberland, and you have it in Pawtucket. Uh, You have it in uh, Portsmouth, for example, um, Tiverton, uh, some of those communities. But um, I'm a big proponent for bilingual education Mm -hmm. and starting early. Yes, there's there's a problem, if you call a problem, because these kids have the Portuguese language outside the normal school that they have. If Mm -hmm. it was inside the school, this couldn't happen. So it's not easy for the parents. It is not easy for the kids. Someone will need to pick up the kid and drop on, on the, the club mm-hmm. for the school. And someone, grandparents sometimes, because the other ones are working, or a friend or uh, whatever, to pick up the kid and bring home after the, the school. So it means the kid has a burden, if you call, to have a language outside the normal school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the again, what it brings back to me is I was speaking with Marie earlier, and we were talking about when a lot of the people came over from Portugal, there was still that feeling, again, they wanted to be Americanized, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of, um, we want to hold on to the, I think they wanted to hold on to the Portuguese culture, but it wasn't so much spoken yeah. about, and there was more English in the household as opposed mm-hmm. to Portuguese being spoken in the household, but now there seems to be a larger sense of pride, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I had said to, when people ask me what my nationality is, um, I don't come out with American first, I'm always like Irish and Italian and so (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I think you know there seems to be a resurgence again of this um, getting the Portuguese culture ingrained and that interest um, that children might have and finding out where they came from so it's not you know there's that shift it's interesting Uh, someone uh, someday when someone uh, told me that the United States is the only country that a person can, can take a PhD without speaking another language and I was, is that asked, true? Is that? because in Portugal, at age of 10, mm-hmm. you have French. Before uh, my, at my time, I was French. Yeah. Couple sorry, does not mean option. And age of 13, English. So we have two languages. It's uh, of course not speaking fluent, but you have exposure. Mm-hmm. In the United States, we have no exposure unless it's Portuguese schools. Yeah, that is funny. And ooh, we we we, we got to do something about that. You know, we have to take a break, and then we're going to come back again and talk about. What's going to be seen? Uh, mm-hmm. Again, so let's talk about Saturday because Saturday is just going to be big uh, with so many wonderful things happening. And everybody, you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. 
do not turn that dial because you want to know everything that you're going to be able to see this weekend from incredible food. And again, I want to find out more about what kind of food I'm going to get on Saturday <laughs> um, to wine, to performances. Um, so we will be right back. Don't change that dial. And hello, 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 and you are listening to some wonderful Portuguese music here on Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, where we're talking about this weekend's Day of Portugal Festival and the water fire that's happening on Saturday, where we'll be highlighting a lot of uh, Portuguese culture, and I've been talking to my friend Marie Fraley and Leonel Textera, who is the president of the Day of Portugal. It's their 40th anniversary, 40 years of uh, doing this every year, so it's a milestone anniversary, and there's going to be just so many amazing things happening. So starting at, and I'm going to need your help, uh, the two of you, just to lay it all out here, but we were just talking Friday. Uh, there's kind of a, a little bit of a more mellow opening ceremonies that's happening at the State House, open to the public, 6 o'clock in the evening from 6 to 9. And then on Saturday, though, Saturday is the big day. I mean, it's the water fire day, but it is also um, many different things happening, not only along the water fire installation, but also at the Alex Anani Skating Center. But I do know we are kicking off at 7.30 on the basin stage with a performance. So who can tell me about the performance that's happening there? Well, uh, the performance will be a folkloric dance performance, and that group is the Rancho Folklorico uh, de Santo Antonio, and they come from Pawtucket, and they will be performing for about 30 to 40 minutes Mm -hmm. on the basin stage uh, with uh, live Portuguese music and folkloric dancing. I think I've seen them. Actually, I know I've seen them before when we've worked together before because uh-huh. we were on the road show with them, and they've got the most beautiful costumes that, mm-hmm. and that, that are traditional costumes, correct? Yes, and the wonderful thing about the Portuguese culture in Rhode Island is that there are several of those groups. So actually, the group that you saw before was the Cranston mm-hmm. Rancho oh. Folklorico, but they're in Pawtucket, and they're in Cumberland, and there are Providence. East Providence. Yeah. They're they're and all the, over. All the dresses and suits are different because different parts where they come from from Portugal. Oh, yeah. really? So yeah, different ones, yeah. Different right. costumes. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll be seeing something different than what I saw before because those were beautiful, very oh, yeah, colorful, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and lovely. So that that again starts at 7:30. Before that, though, actually, let's step back a little bit further. We are starting on um, Steeple Street or Washington Street with essentially uh, uh, just a host of different tents that are going to be teaching us about mm-hmm. it starts at six o'clock um, on Washington Street Bridge and it's just a host of different tents that are all about Portugal about Rhode Island College and the incredible program there mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure who would like to speak to what but maybe Henry. okay I'm on yeah uh, yeah we wanted this to be um, called Portugal at Water Fire. Mm-hmm. So the, there would be um, just more information about uh, studying Portuguese at Rhode Island College, of course, uh, some art, some of the culture. Um, do we have a cookbook? Uh, and we also have a genealogist. Nice. So, um, so thanks to the organization of Water Fire, 
um, what we will have uh, is sort of a double tent called uh, About Day of Portugal. Yeah. So there will be items there to display um, that are typical of Portuguese culture, maybe some embroidery and mm-hmm. some baskets and some um, uh, ceramics and just information, you know, about the Portuguese culture mm-hmm. and what the meaning of Day of Portugal is. And mm-hmm. so that anybody who's interested will can get a little flyer, a brochure that shows them the way to the Alex Anani Center so that they can take part in the music and the food. Um, There'll be another, um, in another tent, there will be uh, Maria Lawton, who is the author of Azorian Cooking, Mm -hmm. From My Family Table to Yours. And she has brought together, I mean, all these fabulous home recipes if mm. you right. if you were like me and you're the granddaughter and you grew up with all this wonderful Azorian food but never got the recipe from your vava yeah. then this <laughs> you is <have> the book. <laughs> this is your chance because she does a wonderful job it's very authentic so she will be there you know signing her book and mm-hmm. selling it so well, I have to ask you then mm-hmm. what is the recipe that you wish you had, or what is your favorite dish, Portuguese dish, that you did not get the recipe passed oh, it's Well, the thing of it is, I just can't duplicate it. it you just can't make it the way Mama and Vava made it, you know, so it's uh, called curves, which is like the, the kale soup, mm-hmm. uh, or the cassoila, or the melasavage, which are like doughboys, but way better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there, there are so many things, mm-hmm. you know, and and I remember as a young girl saying to my, my vava, my grandmother, I said, well, vava, how do, how do I make masa, which is a sweetbread, mm-hmm. if you're Azorian? And uh, she said, oh, you know, masaka flour. I said, what, you mean a sack of flour? She says, yeah. You know, I said, well, how big, five pounds? Uh, a masaka. You know, <laughs> it was just lovely, yeah. but it wasn't helping me much. No. <laughs> because so much, though, was by taste, by hands, by feel, by experience. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, so Maria Lawton is a go-to person for that. And so will we th- what will we see when it comes to food in the Alex Anani Center? Because I know that there will be a lot, did you say, like five different um, restaurants? It's a special sandwich because uh, you don't have really space to prepare dishes that mm-hmm. are there. So Mezik will be sandwich. And uh, pastry, too, that is typical from where. But when I talk about food, the pan's origin that you are come from, your parents, are completely different from the other the other some, uh, spa- the towns and, uh, and cities they come from. Mm-hmm. And also from the islands, from Madeira and the Azores, they're completely different uh, uh, dishes that they prepare mm-hmm. and they serve on the mainland. Mm-hmm. One common dish is catfish. There is 1,000 ways how to cook fa- catfish. And catfish, is not for they, they don't catch in Portugal, catch in Canada or catch in Norway, okay. or they're imported. But catfish is really the main dish that you can find in any place in Portugal. Even though it's not from right around the area. Yeah, that's you right, can that's find in restaurants here, Portuguese restaurants here. Of mm-hmm. course, this catfish is sacred. If you call that, because w- there is 1,000 ways of to cook, and catfish is the, is the main dishes. Of course, to prepare in the, the in the ring is not really solo beef sandwich, sandwich that they, they serve and so on. And also uh, beef fennish, beef is uh, meat grilled, 
-hmm. or stuff also in the... In yeah, the, in it, the it's a pork it's sandwich. As a matter of fact, I had one for lunch. <laughs> 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 I had a bifana. I had a bifana. And then there's shurice, and mm -hmm. there's shurice and peppers. Shurice is so good. It's excellent. Yeah. Oh. It's ex maybe some linguiça mm -hmm. and... Uh, and I believe. Oh, and there will be a vendor doing melasavish. See another typical, is it special from Azores? Melasavish mm -hmm. is is like doughboys, dough but boys. really yes. much better, <coughs> much richer, a lot more eggs and butter, powdered sugar on top, powdered sugar. So mm -hmm. our, I believe our Lady of the Rosary are making uh, those, yes. and those ladies know how to do it authentically. Authentically, I, yeah. I got I got to tell you. And yeah. so, Lionel, when you think about uh, one dish that you miss from your home. What would that be? It's catfish. It's the catfish. We have here, but over there, it uh, tastes better, the, the air tastes better, whatever <laughs> it is. It's, it's different. You know. And vegetables, all the fresh vegetables, uh, they, they cook and present simple. Yeah. Potatoes, catfish, and vegetables on side. Yeah. And olive, uh, olive oil uh, over there. Yeah, is the olive oil really good from very Portugal? Very healthy. And, uh, yes, yes, it really is. Okay. It is. Very yes, it really oil. is. Because yes. I think of Greece and I think of Italy when I think of olive oil, but I don't usually associate from Portugal. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, Very uh, much uh, so. Portugal, Spain, and, and Italy have a lot of oil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so is it dark usually? The really, is it like the really dark? Black and green too, too yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. So um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. We love food. But I also, when I was growing up, my friends who were Portuguese, they were always having – a in the garage, they were making wine, and that was there was like a big thing, and it, and it, and it, typical, and yes. it is, and, and it was really good, but you couldn't drink a lot of it because it was so natural, mm -hmm. um, and they didn't have any tannins in it or anything like that, so it had a little bit of a kick to it. It was a little strong, mm -hmm. but that's that's a very big um, cultural thing. Isn't it's it? wine in Portugal. Um, is uh, is common means you are not um, hiding in the in, in the house or in the kitchen or in the bar because of the kids. No, we have uh, wine over there and you drink. Uh, of course, the adults. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to story. one day my kid. Uh, we have a bar in my house and he invites some kids to, uh, to watch and so on. And one of the kids came down and he saw the bar over there, and the, the mother was scared because. And I explained this. Okay, if you don't want to go, but. It's not to touch, it's for adults. Yeah. And, but he was scared because I understand the wines was something that uh, not the house, uh, I didn't know the wine is over there. So it's, it's natural, I mean, it's not. Uh, it's very different, isn't different, it? When you yes. look at European culture and then mm -hmm. you take that and you look at what we do here in the United States, where I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice because we keep something away for so long that mm -hmm. by the time somebody turns 18 or 21 or whatever it was, mm -hmm. you kind of go crazy wanting that thing that you did not grow up with and it becomes you know forbidden fruit the forbidden, forbidden fruit, fruit. Yes, and they lock people eat lock the things and so on yeah so now when does all of the, this kick off in the skating center what time is that 5:30 okay the food vendors open yep. the beer garden opens and speaking of wine there will be portuguese wine there as well so yep. it's it's beer and wine yeah and I think this year we're adding an espresso machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that will be fantastic, too. Mm -hmm. So that starts at 530. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that there is some entertainment, um, but probably more around 7-ish. Um, you have to check the schedule. Uh, there will be a wonderful father group called Maria Alva, mm -hmm. which is being being brought from Portugal just for us, yeah. thanks to the sponsorship of the Portuguese Channel. Yeah, and uh, they are 
three men, and it's more of a festival, fazo kind of feeling with two guitarists. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, there will be our torch procession. Uh, and then Maria Alva will go over mm-hmm. to the basin stage mm-hmm. around 9.30ish or so and perform. And, uh, and perform for another 15 minutes. That's so. great. And so for people who don't know. And fits well in What a Fire. What is the, uh, yeah, playing and so on fits very well in What a Fire. I, I, believe it. I was yeah. hearing it about it in our staff meeting the other day, and we're all very excited about it. And for those of you who don't know, this um, massive celebration kicks off with a torch ceremony. So you've got the folkloric dancing happening starting at 7.30, and then there is a very beautiful torch ceremony with flags. We will be walking over dignitaries, including mm-hmm. you, <laughs> and um, to the Alex Anani Skating Center. And we just really uh, hope that uh, people will come down and, and, and join us. We have to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Sunday and what's happening on Sunday because, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn, guys, the Portuguese know how to party. Um, is this, it, 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 this isn't just like a this isn't just a one day event here. So everybody, you've been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talking business. We're talking all about this weekend's Waterfire. The weather is supposed to be great, and we're talking about this weekend's full-on celebration of the Day of Portugal. So we'll be right back. Now, back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. And I hope that you have enjoyed uh, the hour talking with my friend Marie Fraley from Rhode Island College and also uh, my dear friend and the president of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal celebrating 40 years. Uh, We've got Mr. Tixera here with me. It's Alino. And Marie, thank you for spending the hour with me and teaching me a real lot just about Portuguese culture, but also what we can expect to see this weekend. And we were just talking about... um, some of the things that are going to be on the Washington Street Bridge, which is really going to be educational, whether it's from the cookbooks to, uh, the, you know, their ways to get to Portugal. But one of the neatest things that um, I think you're going to have there is a genealogist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can actually go and you've worked with this genealogist before. Yes, this, this is George Pacheco, mm-hmm. and he's from East Providence. And uh, actually, he started me on my ancestral journey. Uh, because at the time I didn't, I couldn't read any Portuguese. I'm doing better now, having taken some courses at Rhode Island College. But um, he was so helpful because when you go back and you look at these old, old birth and and wedding documents that were written by the priests in the church, in Portuguese, in this lovely script with a broad nibbed uh, pen. It, it sometimes they're daunting in terms yeah. of how to decipher them, and he was wonderful. So he's going to be there. He's very experienced. I, I don't think he can do your family tree for you on the spot, but he will talk to you about it. He'll have a display. You'll be able to contact him after. Mm-hmm. He's very patient, which was great for me, and uh, we're so excited that, that he can be there. Well, I mean, I just I love the idea of being able to reconnect with your past, and then there's also going to be the resources there with the airlines and 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 really how to how to visit Portugal and, mm-hmm. and, and how to get there because I think what's going to happen is a lot of people who maybe are not Portuguese who are going to come down and experience the food and the culture at Waterfire and over the weekend with you mm-hmm. are going to say, 
I've got to go there. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to yeah. go. I've got to go it's visit. What the, the people in right, one day try, they, they learn the more they are desired to go back and see with the roots, the places, the houses. I gave an example, and Marie, of course, can complement more that. Mary Vieira, the famous um, Meredith Vieira. Mary Vieira. Uh, she, uh, the, fa- the father, was a physician in East Providence, and of course, he was born here. And uh, this tent of people discovering. She went to Azores to see the where the, the houses and the place and so on. Of course, as a celebrity, the government provide her with special reception and so on. And they, they also find um, a bar that was outside Vieira. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she went to the houses, the, the, the houses that the, the parents live and the other ones, the place and so on. Yeah. Is a huge United States tendency typically to know their past. Their yeah. past, mm-hmm. their ancestors, what they did, the families, the names, married each year, to who they married and so on. And today is almost easy to do, but is when a person do, does and go and see, it's much, much interesting. Yeah. They did that when she was uh, yeah. a host on the Today Show. Well, so, so they featured her. Yeah, and yeah. I remember you, you were telling me a little bit earlier and recounting to me that when you've gone over and after you did this whole search of your genealogy, that you met up with family, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that was that was a really incredible thing. So you were able to connect with, you know, long lost relatives, which for a lot of people that that's exciting. I mean, I, I would love to do that. Well, not Portuguese, but I'd love to do it in Italy or in, yep. you know in yep. Ireland. But yeah, and it's it's such a great it's, way. It's to great. It's very mm-hmm. enriching. Mm-hmm. Very so enriching. I, guys, we don't have a, we've been chit chatting away here for almost an hour, and so we don't have a lot of time left. But I want to make sure that we tell people. So Saturday's the water fire, mm-hmm. and again, we've, there's that in the Alex Anani Skating Center. All of this information can be found on the Waterfire website as well as the, the www.rhodeislanddayofportugal.org. And there's so much information on there. There's scheduling information. Um, and so you should really check out everything because I don't think you're going to want to miss anything. But Sunday, there's a parade? The parade, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So yes. tell starting, me. starting from the State House mm-hmm. and like the normal parade, there is floats, there is folklore, there is miss, there is a miss, of course we have the, the Miss Portugal, Portugal miss, and yeah. Miss Portugal in a special car, uh, uh, bands, because mm-hmm. we have bands uh, playing, and from State House ends in the Alex and, and the Citizen, uh, yeah. Opening so ceremonies at 1 o'clock mm-hmm. on the Smith Street Terrace of the State House, mm-hmm. and the parade kicks off at 2. Mm-hmm. And we'll go via Canal Street to the Alex Anani City Center. Well, I just want to say congratulations again. You know, knowing what it does, it takes just to put a water fire on. I can understand what a three-day festival must. You know, that that's a lot of work, lot and of work. I know that you know you start planning many years in advance, especially when you're looking at. 40 years, and that, that again, is quite a milestone, so congratulations. Thank you. And, and let me please say, Bronwyn, after working with you in various iterations of this, we are so grateful to all the support that Waterfire has given us um, in in promoting this that's so close to our hearts because this is a spectacular event, and to be able to co-sponsor Day of Portugal with Rhode Island College at Waterfire and yes. all your assistance, technical and otherwise, 
we are very, very grateful and so happy to be working with you. Well, we, we were the over. same thing. Thank you very much for what you did. Yes. Oh, it's our pleasure. And again, I'll be bopping around. You'll see my little red hair, like you know, probably in the Alex and Ani skating center, going, "I want some chorizo," <laughs> um, and, and and checking things out, and especially the performances. And, and what a wonderful thing that we can bring to our community. You know, a free event open to the public that is educational, fun, and enjoyable. Um, and again, everybody, check out the Waterfire website. Look at the Day of Portugal website, again, RhodeIslandDayOfPortugal.org. Um, so much information on there. And also, I don't know if everybody knows this, but we're doing our whole Sabin's Tavern thing and the burning of the Gatsby because it's around that time of year. So check out the Waterfire website. Um, see how you might be able to interact. There's going to be a little performance uh, happening with our, our good friend John McNiff. And, uh, yeah, like that, it's going to be a wonderful weekend. And once again, we sit in God's pocket with the weather, everybody. Um, so I hope to see you down by the riverside. And I want to thank you again for taking some time. Hopefully you're not stuck in traffic. And thank you for listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. Lionel, Marie, thank you again. And we're going to have fun this weekend, aren't we? Con certeza. <laughs> Con certeza. <laughs> Napa know-how. Every car on the road today deserves quality parts and Napa know-how, but none more than your dream car, especially if you've got it 10 years after it came out. Boy, did your patience pay off, because here you are toting your swagger about town like the gentleman motorist you are at a fraction of the cost. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your dream car running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.